podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a new podcast, The Paddock and the Pavilion with Stephen Wallace. In each show, Stephen will interview someone connected to the world of horse racing or cricket. Hello everyone. On today's podcast, we are focusing on Newmarket, but it's not about racing. I'm with Mark Nunn and Maxford Pipe of Newmarket Cricket Club, who are grabbing some of the sporting headlines at the home of world horse racing. How are you both today? I'm fine, thank you. I'm very well, thank you. Well, thank you both for joining me on the paddock and the pavilion. What are you thinking about this cold weather at the moment? Well, it's absolutely fine. I've grown and get used to it. I've been living here for a while now, so I actually I'm, I'm enjoying the weather here because it's changes. So I'd rather it to be a bit cold than than too hot. If I'm being honest. Oh, that's surprising coming from a West Indian, uh, actually praising the British weather. But before I get to chat about um, your cricket careers and the Stampede, as they're known. Uh, for our listeners, Newmarket are playing in the Whitings, Cams and Hunts Premier League Division 2. How has the season been going so far, Mark? Um, the season's gone really well so far. You know, as a brand new club, we didn't really know what to expect and same with this sort of the opposition you play against. But um, so far, we've played two games, won both and had one rained off. So as, as, a, as a start goes, I mean, two wins out of three is, is perfect for us, really. And Max... Well, actually, and Mark, you both got centuries in the first game. Yes, we did. Um, I think we came together quite. We were in a bit of a um, batter, spot of batter. As you know, um, we're new to this league, so we don't know what to expect from the opposition team. So me and Mark, we um, decided to put our heads down and see how far we can take the team. And we did reasonably well. I think both of we did, did excellent, as a matter of fact. Because um, I think that's probably a record in the league. We put on over 200 and something runs partnership with Mark scoring 100 and myself scoring 100 not out. So that was absolutely brilliant and a fabulous start for, for the Stampedes. Yeah, this, this was against Ufford Park. I was going to ask you how big the partnership. So it was over 200, was it? Yes, it was. And Mark, you're playing 50 overs. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. every league goes 50 overs. Um, last Saturday against Fox and Twos, we had to reduce it to 40 overs. Obviously, rain-affected game, so we sort of tried our best to try and reduce it to, to get a game in. And uh, luckily, we, we sort of managed to sort of dodge the weather. And, uh, you know, luckily, we got a result, which went in our favour as well. And Max, uh, just turning to you, um, you've played first-class cricket for the Leeward Islands between 2005 and 2008. And you've played against the likes of Ramnaresh Sarwan, Andre Russell, Tino Best and Kieran Pollard, just to name a few of them. What was it like playing for the Leeward Islands? Oh, it was it was quite nice. Um, I did enjoy it. It it's quite it could be pressure sometimes because um there is um always expectation on you to do well, even if you just get into the team. People expect you because when you when you um do well on the national scene, your expectation goes up. So I was one of those players who did well on the national scene, get into the team, and the expectation was was that I will do well from the get go. But unfortunately, I did not live up to expectation and my ability. And um, I personally am a bit disappointed at my performance. I could have done a lot, lot better because um, I know my ability and I know the type of player that I was coming up against. But it was really nice experience seeing these guys now who I played against and telly and stuff like that. It was it was nice to see that I played against these guys. Yeah, I mean, you say Andre Russell and Kieran Pollard are two of the most famous IPL players in the world. Yeah, I, I don't think people still get to see the, uh, these guys actually hit the ball because... Um, 
I get to see him close up look of Pollard and trust me, some of those sixes I saw him hit in Trinidad, they are very, very huge sixes. I, I couldn't believe that a human being could hit the ball that far. So mm-hmm. seeing it on telly is a completely different thing than seeing him in real life. And he's a huge guy. He's very, very big. I'm, I'm probably a bit taller than Nanny, but Kieran Pollard make me look like a baby when I stand next to him. Well, I know in one of the earlier podcasts, I spoke to John Maynard, um, uh, your head coach, who uh, suffered one day in um, one of the Stanford Sixes games when Kieran Pollard took a liking to uh, John's bowling. <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. But... <laughs> <laughs> you said earlier you, you're used to our weather, but how long have you been playing cricket in the UK? Um, well, it's over 11 years. Um, I used to play for a club, Lecturer, in Hertfordshire. So I played for Lecturer quite a few games and I did enjoy my time there. It was a nice, very nice club and stuff like that. And, um, well, I just leave this year to um, go out for new market. And um, so far, I'm enjoying it. The um, hospitality and the, the, the camaraderie there is really nice. And the welcome I got from the guys that made me feel at home there. Well, good. Thanks for that. Just turning to you, Mark. Um, you've played a high standard of uh, club cricket in East Anglia for Cambridge Granter and Bury St Edmunds in Suffolk. Uh, and you also played minor county cricket for Cambridgeshire and Suffolk. What have been your own career highlights? I think, um, I mean, as a kid, um, I played all the age groups in Suffolk. Um, and then I got picked up by Middlesex um, when I was 16 uh, in the academy. Um, so I signed for Middlesex, played handful of games in the twos as well I remember opening the bowling with Stephen Finn so I was on the sort of like the verge and the cuspers of a, a professional game but I maybe you know when you're young and naive and, and you maybe make the wrong choices and maybe go to parties or go out with friends rather than sort of, sort of sacrifice and to get to the next level um, that's probably sort of held me back but you know you don't take nothing away from it the guys who, who make it they work really hard and they deserve they deserve the chance so you know I I've enjoyed playing club cricket. I've played, you know, minor counties for Suffolk and Cambridgeshire. It's a good standard. You play against very good players. So I'm blessed in that respect to play against you know, other good cricketers around. So, um, yeah, I've, I've, I've enjoyed my time, but I've still got plenty more to give. You know, I'm only 32, so I've still got more, more to, uh, to aim for. Oh, it's still a very young age. And uh, interesting to hear that you played with Stephen Finn, who played and had a successful early career for England. Yeah, I mean, you know, his career speaks for itself, doesn't it? You know, when you play against him at an early age, you can kind of, you can see certain things when you play with people, even at a young age, you can see that there's a something about them, there's a spark. And, you know, he was a big guy. So I think bowling from probably six foot six, and he used to hit the deck hard, bowl with good pace. And you can just almost sort of know then that this guy's got something special. He's probably going to go on and play for the country. So, you know, fair play to him. He's done really well. And what made you decide to join Newmarket this season? Um, well, I mean, I'm good friends with um, Frank. So I've known uh, the chairman, Frank Stead, for probably about 18, 19 years. Um, and I was one of the founding members of the, of the club, really. Even Frank had the, sort of the idea of having his own cricket club. Newmarket came about and he sort of asked me what I thought about it. And um, you know, we sat down, me, him and uh, the secretary, David Ravel spoke about how we could how we could do it and, and what we needed to do. So we basically created a plan of what we what we thought we could do to create the club and um, we sort of went for it and uh, we didn't get keys to the ground till November 2020. At Christmas we had four players. But but fast forward to now in May, we we've got 30 senior players signed up. We've got 15 junior players signed up. 
we've got a committee we've, we've we've managed to sort the ground out got our own kit um, our own merchandise our own website very good social media page so as a club you know we've got all the equipment as well not not forgetting that everything on the ground we had to buy ourselves so we're a club it's brand new so we need stuff like boundary ropes stumps um you know these are basic things that people don't even take into consideration but you you should be surprised how much the cost can quickly shoot up you know just the most basic thing so we've had to we've had to really plan it from scratch but bit by bit we've, we've grown and um here we are today i think we've done really really well yeah, you've come a long way, and, and it's a looks a very professional out, outfit at, at Newmarket, as you can see from the the website and social media. And you've had a good a good support from local companies with sponsorship. I see um, Charlie Fellows Racing is one of your sponsors as well. Yeah, I mean, we we really wanted to get into the town and um, approach the, the businesses within Newmarket and actually try and give them uh, a cricket club that they can be proud of really in the town because, you know, there's no cricket club. And, and, and the size of Newmarket, you know, they should have sporting clubs, you know, and, and they should be a hub of the of the town. Now, obviously, horse racing is always going to be the, the, the main attraction, of course, but you know, it doesn't doesn't mean there can't be other sports that, that prosper as well. And, um, you know, we just felt that the businesses within there, uh, you know, could be approached. And uh, we did that and we sort of explained what, we, what we're trying to do as a club. And... Um, you know, quite a few of them have got on board and, and that's what we want to do. We want to keep it local as possible and, um, you know, grow it from there. Well, that's good to hear. Max, uh, was it John John Maynard that was the man that got you to come to Newmarket? Yes, he did. Um, I think a couple of days ago, he wanted me to come and play for old club with him, where the club, the first, his first club that he started playing with. So he um he had tried to get me a couple of days ago, but I, um, I declined the offer. I was like, no, I can't. I can't do my club that because I have to give them advance notice before I leave and stuff like that because I don't um, um, I try to do everything in a professional manner so I just don't want to leave a club midway through the season because someone wants me to play for their club so I think um, last year he um, he called me and, and told, told me about the ideas they have in store and what, what they wanted to do what they set out to do and what they want to end up and stuff like that um, because they don't want it to be just like um, a club start now and then fold the next, the next minute so he, they have um, a long-term vision. And if you notice now, we have a um, youth section and stuff like that. And um, we also have sponsors coming on board, thanks to the chairman and Mark himself, who've been working, not just as someone to organize stuff with sponsorship and stuff like that. Mark has been one who's been there helping coaching, set up the grounds and stuff like that. So Mark himself has been very instrumental by um, to make sure that um, New Market is, is there to stay. So he's been encouraging me and, and hoping that... Um, this club stay there for as long as I, I, I know myself and maybe until I die. I would like to see the club prosper and move forward and be a part of the community of Newmarket and encourage people to come out and support the club and be part of the club because we want it to be like a family stuff where um, family are invited to come and join the club. You don't have to be a playing member, but also a member to be on the club and make sure that the club move forward and, and be part of the community in Newmarket. Well, that's nice to hear. And, and John, John's still playing as well, I believe. Yes, he is, and um, I think he's he's surprised me because it's been a while I haven't seen him bowl, and he he surprised me at his tender age of fifty-two that he's still bowling quite sharp and could um get the ball to the batsman head easily without even trying. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to see him play and better wickets and quicker wickets and see a couple of balls with the cross batsman and stuff like that. It it looked so far it looked like it will be an interesting prospect looking forward to the season. Yeah, he likes to get the ball up, doesn't he, uh, John? Doesn't he? Yeah. 
he have a reputation, so he have to he have to defend that reputation because he have a reputation known as a dentist. So I I would like to see him hit a couple of batsmen for sure. I don't I I don't like to see people getting injury, but at least I like to see him with a few cross um, batsman face and stuff like that, which look a bit interesting and remind us of the calypso music. Well, it's good to see him still playing at fifty-two. And from this weekend, you will people will be able to come and watch you at the Severals as well. Yes, yeah. um, I think yeah, because um, as you know, the, the government ruling they um they have lift restrictions. So I'm hoping to see a few more people come out and, and um take a look and see what we are all about and stuff like that. Well, let's hope we get some better weather as well. Um, Mark, you mentioned and so did Max about um youth cricket at Newmarket. Have you got um, sort of junior coaching and some junior sides um, at Newmarket? Um, I mean, we don't have any sort of junior sides in terms of sort of competitive youth cricket at the moment. I mean, it's very hard when you're a brand new club. There's a lot of kids in and around Newmarket. There's never been a club for them in the town. So they they play for local clubs, uh, Belwell, Exton, Mildenhall, Chippenham, uh, you know, as an example. Um, And that's because they've been running for a long time and they've got the youth system sort of well-established. So, you know, we're never we're never going to compete straight away. It's something that you've got to slowly build up. If you look at any club that starts a youth section, you know they never prosper in the first couple of years. They have to build the foundations first before the club can then move to the next level. But slowly but surely, you can move that to the next level. We're sort of lucky and fortunate to have somebody like John Maynard, who's coached at a very high level. He's got a lot of experience, and he's and he's a big pull uh, in terms of. You know, and you know, no disrespect to other clubs, but not many have got a player that's, that's, that's been knocking on the door for the West Indies and has that sort of Northamptonshire and Leeward Islands background in coaching. So to have someone like that to lead it is a big pull. And I think the kids who are there at the moment, although not a massive amount at the moment, I think they're thoroughly enjoying it and I think they're thoroughly learning and, and, and developing as they go along. So that's only, you know, it can only be good for us uh, for the future and hopefully that word will spread and, and more kids will come. And, um, you know, it's, it's always about the future of, of the club. And, you know, junior cricket is the most important thing uh, to, to, to give these kids an opportunity to play. Yeah, I think you're right. And um, after the, the, we mustn't forget the last 12 months for any sort of young boy or girl being cooped up at home, the chance to play sport and hopefully play cricket is going to be very important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's, yeah. you look at anything to do with the world in the last sort of 12 months to 18 months, it's been a hard time for a lot of people. So, you know, if um, we can provide something uh, for the community of Newmarket and, and, and get kids active again and, and improve their health and well-being, that can only be a good thing. Um, so, you know, we're, we're very proud of what we've achieved, and, but we're certainly not going to just stop at what we've done so far. We're looking to keep going and, and further develop what we've got. What are your uh, sort of um, hopes for this season? I mean, if I start with the junior section, I mean, we are looking to get to the point where potentially we could we could create some sort of friendlies um, towards the end of the season, maybe for the juniors that we've got. It'll probably be a mixed age group instead of like individual age groups. Um, but by next year, we're hoping we can potentially, you know, maybe enter one or two teams in the league, maybe at sort of the 13 level. But that would be the that would be the dream. But like anything, you know, we we understand that it was going to take time to build. So whether we do or we don't. You know, we'll see where we are coming in the season. But I mean, if you want to switch that to the senior side, uh, I'd like to think with the side we've got and the start we've had that we can be very competitive towards the, the top end of the of the table. You know, I, I don't want to be arrogant and say that we're going to win the league undefeated because you know that's that's just a wrong sort of thing for me to say. But what I can say is I think we're going to be highly competitive in every game. 
I think it, no team's going to be able to, to walk over us, I know that much, because we've got a lot of ability. Um, but like I said as well, uh, we don't know what some of these teams are like. We've not been to some of the grounds before. So you have to respect who you're playing against and uh, not take anyone for granted. So that's certainly what we're going to do. And we'll, you know, we'll try our best in every game. I mean, it's very early days. I presume it's two up, I guess, from Division 2 to Division 1. Yeah, I believe so. I believe it's two, two teams get promoted. So, you know, we definitely hope to be one of those. And Max, yourself personally, have you got a sort of run target for the season? Well, um, to be honest, um, I'm going to set my style a bit high because I told the coach that um, um, I'm, I'm looking to score close to 1,000 runs or over 1,000 runs. And so far, I think um, I'm on that um, road to get there. But the coach is setting it even a bit high. He said, you should score more than 1,000 runs. So I, I hope I hope I don't let no one down because, as you know, um, we all know that cricket is a funny game and sometimes good balls get you out. Uh, sometimes you get yourself out, depends on circumstance. So hopefully I can um, put my head down and score lots of runs in the market, take lots of wicket catches and and do my best to make sure. I know this keeper don't want to be arrogant, but I'm looking to win the league. So I don't, <laughs> I don't mind saying that I'm looking to win the league. Well, it's best to be positive, isn't it? And uh, hopefully with some better weather and some uh, more sunshine, the wickets will suit your batting as well, Max. Well, I'm hoping so because at the moment it's a bit sticky, so it's, it's very difficult. You have to um, take your time and get yourself in. And um, I saw that on like, Saturday gone where we, I gave my hands up because the wicket was sticking and I went through the shot too early. And I was quite disappointed. I was upset with myself and I, I honestly can't wait for next Saturday to come to rectify it and, and make sure that I don't get myself out like that and be a bit more patient. Well, thank you very much for the two of you for joining me here on the Paddock and the Pavilion. Any final thoughts, uh, Mark, as Vice Chairman, uh, about Newmarket Cricket Club? I'm, I'm pleased to hear that you're looking towards the long term and it's not a short-term project. And with all the sponsors and the backing of the local community, that uh, that augurs well for the future. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's no point setting a, a club up just, just to be a short-term fix. I mean, it's... You know, we, we, I think we've got a lot more about us than, than doing that. I think there's, you know, we've created a plan and um, we want to be here and create something for Newmarket that we've been proud of for, for a very long time. And um, it's something that really you can sort of almost leave a legacy for future generations to take over. And, and that's how clubs have always worked through. If you look at the history, clubs always work like that. And, and then they build and then through the years you get new volunteers, new players come through and it, keeps, it takes it on. And, and I think that's... I think the thing about cricket clubs is, is is that that's the beauty of them, having these people that take them on and, and clubs that have been successful and you know, look at the top clubs in the area, the ones that have played you know, in the Premier League since it started. These clubs are, have got great foundations. They've got great people that look after the club, people in roles, very well organised, committees that give endless amount of uh, voluntary hours. And I think that's what it's about. You can't bear in mind that the voluntary hours that people give, you know, going down the ground, preparing the pitch, you know, going down to do coaching uh, at night, even the most basic things, just by turning up and maybe making a score or a cup of tea. You can't, these things are, uh, you know, people take out of context sometimes, but they're so important to how cricket clubs function, you know, and, and we know that. I've been around, you know, I've been at clubs, I've, you know, to be honest, my mum and dad are on the committee at Berry, so I've grew up as a junior, six years of age at Berry, so I've been there most of my life. So I know how a club works. So does Max, when he's been at, you know, clubs, and he knows how the, how these work and how the committee develops cricket clubs. And if you want them to, to have longevity, it's important that we, that we have volunteers that come forward and it's important that we grow something for the community and not just about a few individuals. It has to be about everybody. All inclusive. 
Yeah, certainly. I mean, yeah, volunteers are the are the lifeblood of cricket. And um, thanks to both of you for being on the, the paddock and the pavilion and the best of luck for the weekend. Where are you playing this weekend? Um, we're playing at home this weekend. So hopefully that time um, we could see some people come down and, and support us and see what we're all about. So hopefully yep. see some people out on the weekend. And thank you for having us. Yeah, well, thank you thanks, for joining me. And, and the best of luck for the rest of the season. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Paddock and the Pavilion. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and now on Instagram at The Pad and Pad. Don't forget, if you like the show, please do leave us a rating and review. Sports Social Podcast Network.